Turn with me to John. We'll begin uh, at verse 26 of chapter 15. We'll read two verses from there, and then we're going to scoot over to chapter 16. And before we read, and remember, there's no right or wrong answer. Instinct. Just go with your instinct here. If you could have Jesus in the flesh, fully embodied Jesus, with you right now, would you do it? Would you say, yes, that's what I want? Raise your hand. Okay, so now let's listen to what Jesus says about that. Because I agree, I, I would say that too. Uh, so this, this part of John is actually the most full amount of teaching in the Gospels about the Holy Spirit. And this is Jesus that is talking about the Holy Spirit. And so in, verse 15, in chapter 15, verse 26, we're just going to read 26 and 27. And if you're following along, we're going to then move over in your Bibles to verse 4, the second half of verse 4. Uh, and so if you have an NRSV Bible, which is the Bibles that are here in the sanctuary, it's the section that says the work of the Spirit. We're going to read that section. Otherwise, you'll catch on. So verse 26 of chapter 15, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. This is just hours just hours before he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. Just hours before the events of Holy Week. When the Advocate, that's the Holy Spirit, when the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. And then Jesus goes on to say, verse 4b of chapter 16, I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin because they do not believe in me. About righteousness because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it. To you. This is the word of the Lord. So let's pray together. We have heard your word, God. We have seen and been exposed to your purposes, Father, to your promise, Jesus, and to this table that is set before us of what you, Holy Spirit, are doing here among us still today. So let these truths sink into us so that we may accept the beautiful gift 
that we have been given that we only understand in part, but seek to know more fully every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus says to them, it is to your advantage that I go away. It is to your advantage that I ascend to heaven, the story we heard last week, so that the, I will se- because I will send my spirit to you. And at the very surface level, thinking about Jesus and all of the benefits that we have that he, because he is in heaven, right? That we know that our mortal bodies are welcome in God's presence. That God has given to us Jesus' righteousness because Jesus is welcome before the throne of heaven. Like, that there are benefits to that, but there are also benefits to the fact that it is now the Spirit of God that is among us. The Spirit of God that can be in all places, in all times. The Spirit of God that doesn't need to be visible in the flesh to be powerful in doing its work. The Spirit of God that is doing much more than we could ever hope for or imagine or fully understand, but also much more than we know it does and expect it to do. So Jesus lays out these three things in particular that he wants his disciples and his followers to know about the testimony of what the Holy Spirit is about. These three things that he says the Holy Spirit will prove the world wrong about. And let us not forget that we are, even though we are the church, we are the world too. And so he begins by saying that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, will prove the world wrong about sin. Because the world, because there is this disbelief in God, in Jesus in particular. And sin is not meant to be understood here as this like one-time act that you do and you, you repent of. It's meant to be more of this large collection of what happens when we live our lives separately from Christ. What happens when we don't believe that Jesus is the Lord of all creation and of heaven and of earth. Sin that is born out of a lifestyle where the supremacy of Christ is less than the supremacy of myself. When we don't believe that Jesus matters, we don't live like Jesus matters. And so the Spirit will come to prove that that is wrong. When we are the ones who are on top, instead of Jesus being on top, does anything good come for this world? Just look at the stories we hear on the news about these dictators and these people who are power-hungry Just look in the news about the stories that we see about supremacy of ethnicity. Just look in our history to see these stories. When we do not believe that Jesus matters and rules and reigns over all things and all matters of things, then the pattern of sin 
works its destructive power. And relatedly, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit is coming to prove the world wrong about righteousness. Righteousness being this way of living rightly, of doing the right thing. And Jesus says that the Spirit will do this because he is going to the Father. And so no longer will the perfect specimen, an example of righteousness, be among them in Jesus. No longer will they have this walking, breathing, living example of what it looks like to always do the right thing, to be holy as God is holy, to be perfect as God calls to be perfect, who examples and shows us the true way that God has designed us to live, will no longer be in front of their eyes. And so the Holy Spirit will come instead and have Christ rule and reign in us. And this is the paradox. So if you don't get it, that's okay, because it's a paradox and it's meant to be thought about a lot. This is the paradox about how the Holy Spirit is proving the world, and how the Holy Spirit is proving the world wrong. We as Christians believe that though this inner working of God is internal to us, the measure of how we ought to live is external to us. That we don't actually get to say what is right and wrong, but that God has established these things. And so although God has placed these truths and is doing that work inside of us, it is not by our autonomous thinking and power that we decide them. You follow in there? The Holy Spirit makes those realities known to us, and we live out of those truths, but they are the truths of God the ones that the Holy Spirit leads us into to be more Christ-like. And we live in this day and this age born out of this idea that we are supreme, that we can decide those things on our own, that we can decide lifestyle choices, that we can decide what is right and wrong and live our own truths. Right? That saying that's going around, I gotta live my truth. Now hear me. I'm not saying that what the Holy that the Holy Spirit's not at work in those places. But our goal is never to live my truth. Our goal, our aim, where the Holy Spirit is pointing us and leading us, is to live God's truth. We want to find our truth, our way of being, our purposes, our lifestyles and habits within those that God has shown us. So we are not autonomous beings. We are not supreme beings. And the Holy Spirit is constantly in the work of reminding us of those things. That Christ is the one who rules and reigns over all things. That Christ is the one that has shown us what a holy and loving lifestyle looks like. And that Christ is the one who is inside of us through the work of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit who declares these truths over us all the time so that the spirit will also prove the world wrong about judgment 
Because when the world is full of people who think they are the supreme ones, who can, who can make decisions on their own about what is right and what is good based on what they want, it leads to a lot of hopelessness for the people who stand in their wake. It leads to a lot of pain and suffering so that you can get ahead. Someone else has to be trampled down. And so the Holy Spirit is the one who proves the world wrong about judgment because the Holy Spirit is the one who constantly fills us again with hope to know that the ruler of this world has been defeated. That the one who, at the very beginning, before we even existed, the one who tried to stand up against God and fell in his own temptation and his own rebellion against God, who thought he knew the best way against God's way and then started this habit of tempting God's image bearers here on earth for their own supremacy, their own autonomy, has been defeated. That the work of Jesus on the cross and in the work of the resurrection, the ruler of this world has had his fate sealed. That there will be a new heaven and a new earth that is established that will be outside of his grasp and his realm. And there is reason to hope that even though there looks to be these power centers of the evil one still at play, his story is coming to an end. And our story with Jesus will only continue on forever and ever. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is at work proving the world wrong about the work of the evil one, the ruler of this world, by being this beacon of hope, this beacon of light through the people of God, being this agent of renewal towards the new heaven and the new earth as we seek to honor and live the way that Jesus lived following what the Spirit shows us about righteousness. As we seek to live and proclaim that Jesus is Lord of all, and that that matters. That matters to us. Whether we're at work, in our family, at a meeting, what we watch on TV, that Jesus and his rule and his reign matters for how we live. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit, continuing to shape us into these truths, declaring to us all that Jesus declared about himself, all that Jesus received from the Father about the will of God for this world. Each person of the Trinity brings us into God's presence in these very unique and lovely ways. And it seems as though that the way of the Spirit is to be our guide. But not our guide, who at the end of the trail wants to receive all the accolades about the work that the Spirit has done. Our guide, who then points to the experience and to where we have ended, which is at the feet of of Jesus, 
where you see the Holy Spirit always points us towards Christ. And just as Jesus himself talked about how only he did the will of the Father, Jesus says that the Spirit will give you everything that I give. And so the Spirit is to Jesus like Jesus is to the Father, making God known in this world, bringing us into the presence of the Godhead, welcoming us to the joy and the overflowing love of the Trinity, and does so by teaching us, by shaping us, by transforming us, and telling us the truth, and leading us in how we ought to live. So we want to join in that work of the Holy Spirit, because this is what Jesus has said. I am sending this person, this advocate, this one who will lead you in these things, but you too are to testify. You too are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. And if we think he's just talking about the disciples, then we miss what happens in Acts when the disciples are turned into apostles. And when you miss what happens in the rest of the New Testament as the Holy Spirit continues to be at work through people of the next generation and the next generation and building and being witnesses of the truth of Jesus Christ in the world, of being that beacon of light, of being guided in the ways of holiness by the scriptures of the Old Testament and the letters and leadership of the Apostle Paul. And so we continue to follow, we continue to be seeking the Spirit as our guide, we continue to be transformed and led, and we continue in our worship of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Redeemer, the one who said it is better for him to go to heaven so that we can have the Spirit with us. It is better for him to go to heaven so that the Spirit of God can be the next wave of God's revelation to the world. So who are we to question the wisdom of God? Instead, we join the Holy Spirit in praying for those who don't know or need to experience that power of the Godhead of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when we sing this next song, All the Poor and Powerless, I I invite you to think of the chorus, the go out and, or is that the bridge? Is it the chorus or the bridge? Go out and scream it? The bridge. So when we sing the bridge, I want you to pray and sing that song to the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit to be going out and screaming loudly, whether that be through his people or on his own about the power and the work of God. All right, thank you.